Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to episode 465 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenny. And I say, how are we, fellas? But we've got a sick person in the in the in the building, not in the building, in the in our midst. And it would appear that uh potentially the host that you would think would be the last one to get uh, to get hit with the old COVID. Why's that? Um well, just the you know, remote. Oh, yeah, fickle. Yeah, you know, Toowoomba, like being a small population, more remote. You yeah, know, like Toowoomba's less population fucking, Toowoomba's filthy. <laughs> like, you, yeah, and, you, and, I mean, you and I bathe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure I think Lady probably does too, mostly, you'd think. A, a trough doesn't count. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, hostility. Well, I mean, I you want to talk about my hostility? Listen to this cunt. Yeah, no, I fucking know, game on, right, eh? Well you fucking prep this shit. Fucking wasn't bring like it on. He, <laughs> You hit, like record. you hit record. You hit record. this before we hit record. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, the record button is in sync with Jay's hostility button. I didn't realise, but I'm up to speed now. The record button happens to activate his fucking <laughs> prostate massage at the same time, and now he's feeling fucking frisky. But it appears, pending PCR results that are yet to come back uh, from a test done today, it would appear that, that, that Glennie is the first to suffer the dreaded pangolin's kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's very poetic, mate. History making, as this would be the first sports broadcast show in the world to um, be live with a COVID positive host, whereas every other host went into fucking cowardly hiding. But he's exactly. Glenny. He's just, Glenny showing it. up. Just fucking that's show it. up. It's what I do. There's a job to be done, still to show up. Yeah. And there he is. That's right. So, listen so, to uh, for, fucking bullshit, but like, here I this, am. This is fucking, this is Madge at a press level, press conference level, <laughs> showing hang up. Hang on, hang on. I appreciate the rap, but it's not, I'm not worthy of that. Like, do you know how hard it is for him? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not yeah, worthy yeah. of that sort of rap. That poor cunt fucking trotting out last year, fucking <laughs> dead man walking every time. <laughs> Oh. That's true. He got on TV as well. Yeah, so I guess that puts exactly. him over the top. Exactly. Yeah, and he was. He, he did all our full access, or you know, pretty much full access to cameras. <laughs> um, but how are you feeling anyway, Glenny? Um, Talk us through it. Probably. I think I, I feel like I've turned a corner today, but the the nights have been pretty rough. Last night I had fevers, and um, I think it was when was it Friday Friday night when I was talking to you guys. Yep. Um, during the second half of the Tigers game, by the time we wrapped that up, I was, I was not well, and yep. um, I woke up. I had a rough night's sleep. Woke up Saturday morning and um, very, very ordinary. And did a um, a rat test, one of those spit tests, where the, the second line was definitely there. And I sent sent Nate a picture of it, and I sent both boys a picture in the in the text group, and um. <laughs> 
it's. I think I didn't want to believe it, so I was like, oh, it's a bit faint. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe, but fuck, it didn't. I just started feeling worse and worse. And yesterday I was, like, really short of breath, like, just doing fuck all. Like, I worked on, on the computer and did a heap of stuff, and I was not active at all, and I was fucking struggling for a breath. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, last night, like I said, fevers and a bit of a rough night sleeping. I feel a bit better today, but I can... Starting to feel a little bit clammy and stuff now as the night sets in. So, anyway, we'll see what tonight brings. Can I just say, like, mate, just on Friday, though, when you started coming down with it and you said you had a rough night's sleep and everything, mm. patrons would, would, would understand that you were trying to kill it with vodka at that point. <laughs> no, look, I had one drink, which I tend to do, and quite often I should fucking drink more dealing with you cunts, but... Cause, if anyone's gonna, if, if anything was gonna drive someone to drink, it's you two, um, and worse stuff. Who's like texted? Who's who's texted support to you more than more than us today? And yeah, yesterday, that's every day. True. You do you do endeavour to balance it out, which is a fair yeah. effort because there's a fucking tidal wave of bullshit that comes my way. But then you balance it out with a couple of nice texts, and also <laughs> some correspondence with my wife, which yeah, falls well. into the tidal wave of bullshit. <laughs> Can I tell you, can I tell you, one of the highlights of my weekend was driving along in my car with Emily next to me, having that text conversation with the group, being being read to me by Siri in the car. (laughs) (laughs) With with me me chipping in and telling Siri what to say and giggling to myself. (laughs) (laughs) And her looking over at me, finally understanding that. You know, she is committed to spending yeah. her days with a fucking 12-year-old. <laughs> it is a special bond that we share. Um, I'm just scrolling through that text chain and it's fucking hilarious, yes. I will say what that um, Jax does have a, uh, a special thank you for, for Uncle Jay because you did give the final nudge that was required to sign off and order and pay for a pair of MB1s. For him to play in, so did, did you get did you get them from that link I sent you, or did you do your own research? No, I, I got them from Footlocker. I don't know where the link good, you sent. Yeah. Good, 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 good. That's fine. Yeah, because when I sent you, they were sold on like StockX or something yeah. for two hundred and eighty bucks. Yeah, no. Retail in Footlocker, they're only two hundred. Two hundred. So. Yeah, no, no. I paid two hundred, and they were the, his size. So, um, yeah, he's uh, he's pretty fucking chuffed. Oh, how good! So, thank you. And, he and says another, thank you. I say thank you. His mother does not. Joins the fray. Yeah, his mother not happy. Not happy at all. <laughs> really? So yeah. this is your thing now, Glenny. What are you going to get for her? No, I don't have to get her shit. She's not that kind of girl, mate. Mate, she's standing by you while you're you're struck down with COVID, mate. And you're mate, essentially saying she tried, walks tries within two tries feet. I... She walks within two meters of me, and she covers her face with her fucking cardigan or wear, wears a mask <laughs> around me. So hang on. <laughs> You, like you, you, you care about your kids, and you won't let her buy shoes. Is this the modern equivalent of keeping her barefoot and pregnant? <laughs> she buys whatever she wants, mate. There's like, no, I don't control what she buys. I don't have to buy her anything. She's an independent woman. She don't need no man. But she's got one, unfortunately for her. <laughs> but it doesn't mean he's going to buy a shoe. She goes and buys whatever fucking shoes she wants. Last yeah. time she bought shoes, she bought nine pairs. I think it cost a grand sum total of about eighty bucks. <laughs> but don't you think she'd be nice? 
rocking up with some fly kicks to Jackson's basketball game. I bought, a, I bought a fly kicks for Christmas, actually. What did you buy? A pair of pink Adidas. No. Yes. She, no. she fucking loves them. Kicks. Not fucking orthopedic. <laughs> you need to understand, and I would love... Well, I'm going to be, I'm preface this, that asterisk, but I would love for you to spend some time with her so you understand who the fuck you're dealing with. <laughs> so I feel like you've got her all wrong. <laughs> but, um, Bernie, I don't see who people are. I see what people can be. <laughs> okay. That's, uh, that's very interesting. I think, uh, and, I think uh, you guys would have a ball. And, oh, if Nathan was in the room, oh, fuck, my buddy. Oh, my oh. buddy. I'll just text so there we my go. buddy. We just need Nathan thing. to buy a pair of shoes. Yeah, You want to see what people can be. And, I mean, like at the moment, Glennie obviously suffering from COVID. So, yeah, she could be a widow. So. <laughs> 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 oh, fuck. He could be adding to your harem without too much effort whatsoever, if I'm honest. <laughs> oh, fuck it now. <laughs> Hilarious. Like, let's get into some results before you fucking implode. Like, I mean, he's sniffling away. And oh, this is and, and it's a special treat for fans. I mean, who, who haven't had um, the listeners who haven't had Glennie on the show? You know, he's only come back like the start of last year. I mean, it was a feature of the it was a feature of the July August episodes with Glennie sniffing his way through fucking the entire episode back every time. Oh yes, the sniffs back. Oh god, fuck! I missed the sniff. <laughs> so here you go. Get all get all nostalgic because I'm, I'm pretty sure you're going to get uh, Glennie sniffing his way through this one as well. So yeah, feel feel the. Feel, feel the warm glow of your own satisfying reminiscences. And as <laughs> and, uh, always, if you don't like it, please, please write in and then fuck off and don't listen. <laughs> yeah, um, that, and, and for those you don't need to send those to the um, This Week in League account, you can just send them straight to At Sports Fans Life. <laughs> I, I, don't need to, I, don't, I don't need to vet them first. On zero four Slash two see one. them at all. <laughs> <laughs> Look, my right. mobile number's not hard to find if you fucking got some Google powers. Fucking have at it, cunts. Yeah, yeah. Diggers.com, contact us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, round 11, let's go. Thursday night, the Brisbane Broncos 36 defeat the Newcastle Knights 12 uh, in Newcastle. The Broncos tries to Billy Walters, Jordan Rickey, Corey Oates, Herbie Farnworth, and a double to Selwyn Cobbo. Knights tries to Frizzell, Ponga, and a double. A double, two conversions, two Callum Ponga. Sorry, the Brisbane conversions because Tony Stay's got five and a penalty goal. I think this is life for Newcastle for several years now with Ponga's contract. Um, the odd highlight moment, but ultimately uncompetitive. Um, the Broncos, I feel like they, you know, albeit without Reynolds, um, still controlled the game and didn't really have too many problems handling the Knights and anything they threw at them. And I, um... oh, I, don't, I don't think it was, I don't think it was as easy as all that. I mean, there was a point there with, what well, not that long ago, what, like about 10 minutes to go, 13 minutes to go, when the, it was tied up, wasn't it? Or, or, or it was 14, yeah. 12 or something like that. And then, and, and the Knights were like, you know, obviously trying to, you know, get over the top of them. And then we had that one try with the controversial, Obstruction call that the Broncos scored, and after that, then the I just, just I felt like the Broncos just had when they needed a big play, they come up with it, and the Knights when they needed yeah. a big play, they they were off the mark, and they've got they had their big name player in their side. Um, he come up with with a highlight moment where he ran around the fullback, and all power to him, but they need more out of him. 
I, I think, and, and again, I'm probably more inclined to agree with Nate there that the, the game was, was relatively tight in terms of, yeah, the Broncos looked more in control but just didn't seem to be able to break through and run away with the game. They were, they were the better team, undoubtedly. Yeah. yeah. But, but up until that point, Newcastle were, were keeping them themselves in it. You know, there, there wasn't a lot in there, but they weren't letting the Broncos get away with what they wanted to do. And when that call came, capitulated. Which yeah, and and if it wasn't that one, it was the, it was it was the, the it was the drop the heads and they scored the next try, and then at that point, then they just let like you know way too many through at, at the end in like a very quick succession. Yeah, when it, when it's those like barge over. With, with no one around, you know, and, and people don't look at getting in there. That's the thing. I think the issue for Newcastle is if you look at the successful teams and how they've gone about things, you know, the the Melbournes did this with their big three. They didn't go out and pay big money for potential. They had their core unit. They developed that. Then they saw who was going to become a leader from within that group, who was going to become influential from within that group started to mould the rest of the team around them and then those players got their big paydays. You know, exactly the same with Penrith. They've had, you know, the, and the the fortune of that team playing together for a good long time. They've obviously come up through the juniors, a lot of them together being in that in that area. Um, but they didn't offer Nathan Cleary stupid money for his potential. They waited and they saw that within that group, Okay, so Nathan Cleary is going to become a leader. We had him earmarked anyway, so we're glad that worked out. But then when he has taken that step and when he has actually stepped into that leadership role, that's when he's got his big payday. You know, it's not as if... And the Knights have done it backwards. They've gone to Ponga and said, you've got some athletic gifts. We're going to pay you a lot of money and hope that you turn out. Which I think is doing a disservice to the young man himself. But... But he's now trying to shoehorn himself into a role that I don't think he feels comfortable in as a leader. I think I think he's definitely an effort leader and a spiritual leader, and he's the one that can, you know, um, take the intercept, make the break, throw a long cutout pass, that sort of stuff. But that's a different set of skills than actually leading a football team. But you your know, leadership met- has to be on display for eighty minutes. And that's what that's what I'm saying. They haven't waited to see if those qualities were in him. Mm. before they've paid him leadership. Yeah, I, I agree so, wholeheartedly. So. What were your thoughts on Milford? I thought he, he looked pretty good and and He was okay considering six months out of the game sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's only just rejoined a, team, a, a squad for training. Obviously, his um, fitness yeah, wasn't there, but yeah. he might get some game fitness back, but he's not the type of guy you would imagine has been putting in huge hours of cardio um, during his time out. He's, yeah. he's obviously been training, and um, I just wonder if... Ultimately, fourteen might be his spot for the Knights for the rest of the season. They might get more impact out of him, but um, with injuries and stuff, they'll probably end up keep playing him at six. But and this is the thing: I was trying to think of of whether or not Anthony Milford was reliable in defence or not. And all I kept coming up with that you know I don't think I ever saw him shirk away mm. from responsibilities. You know, fucking shirk the field goal mm. was fucking. When, when it was a whole lot field, worse field goals, he was like a, the game. He was like a fucking Italian in an in an army uniform. But all of a sudden, you put him in and say, "Okay, you need you need to put hits on people," and he was in there. So um, you might be right, Glennie. Fourteen would be a good shout. 
Big yeah, statement sure for that. the. Sorry, just to. I, I just think for the Broncos within themselves, but also um, as far as you know their continued de- development um, as a competitive side in the NRL, it's a big statement for them to to win like that without Reynolds. That's yeah. it. Last place team on the ladder though, too. True. Yeah, <clears throat> but again, like they had all, they had all the excuses. Yeah, yeah. To, to go down in that one. But uh, Winston in the Facebook group said, bodies are dropping in this game like it's being played in southwest Sydney. Oh, Ed's throwback. <laughs> uh, ben said, maybe with his dislocated elbow, Bradman Best might actually be able to touch the ball down over the try line instead of getting held up constantly. Yeah. That was probably an understated factor in the game. Gross. He's Oh, um, fuck me. He, he is a big target for them on that side of the field. It's probably something I overlooked as far as the Knights. Um Towards the back end of the game, especially, um, yeah. he's he's big for them, and he wasn't there. Uh, and Jason, he said, Milford goes missing in the second half against the Broncos. Definitely has a better ring to it than Milford goes missing in the second half for the Broncos. <laughs> there you go. How good. You done? You're done. West Tigers thirty six defeated the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs twenty two at uh, Leichhardt. The Tigers tries came through uh, Ghana Toa Madden. Uh, double to Kemba Mallow and double to the re-emerging from Park Football, New Brown. Um, Madden, four conversions. And uh, the Doggies, 22, tries to Burton, Marshall King, Karaz and Shoop. And uh, Burton, three conversions. It was a long way from complete control and convincing performance, but... um... And and we were very, very shaky with with Jacko in the bin and, and the Dogs... Um, looked like they were going to be every chance of finishing over the top of us quite embarrassingly, but um, they steadied themselves and, and ended up getting the job done. I would have expected, um, given the way the dogs have been going and all the rest of it, that the the lead that the Tigers had would have been enough of a foundation and, and given them you know enough impetus to, to go on with, but they dropped their bundle there uh, for a patch during the game and, and the dogs um, obviously... On the bounce back, we're trying to, uh, you know, scored some tries and got back into the game. But um, happy to get a win. Not not sure I'm going to crow too much about it, but um, we'll take it. How much, how much does it worry you that, that the dogs, who I think up to that point were averaging, you know, nine points a game, put on that many points against you? It's It doesn't fucking surprise me. Because when, well, when the Tigers switch off... Um, yeah, there's. It's you got to reboot the whole fucking thing. Oh, fuck me, dead. <laughs> Control, alt, delete. <laughs> um, fucking pride in your eyes as you just threw down a computing reference. Oh, how good! I'm, pr- I'm proud of you, lad. Yeah, that that's phenomenal. it. I'm that. My fucking just sounded like that much of a nerd. I'll fucking. I'll be fucking buying a tool nation membership shortly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow, I fucking so, that turned quickly. Yeah, fuck all those cunts. Um, <laughs> the, the opinion of one host does not represent the, yeah. the thoughts and feelings of this show. That's right, because you two are fucking cowards. Um, but look, we'll take it. We'll take the win. Um, again, happy with Jacko's influence over the team and his uh, two million touches is just not even near enough. Um, just controlled. So here's the thing. We spoke about this in the episode. We've spoken about it privately. Um, putting a motion forward to Jackson Hastings, uh, henceforth to be known as Sting. Uh, so Sting is obviously a famous practitioner 
of uh, the tantric arts. And part of the tantric arts is, you know, touching something 487 times <laughs> without, no having any, without having any result. <laughs> and uh, so Jackson uh, Hastings is the biggest tantra practitioner in the NRL. The only results he gets are fucking wins. All he does is win, except for those times he loses. <laughs> but he'll always win the fucking battle, the most touches in a game. <laughs> Across the entire league every week. <laughs> and you'll always win the battle of me with the most touches of my dick when he's playing. Gross. Yeah. I don't know that anyone else competing with me, but I win every time. <laughs> way, way to take that down. <laughs> well, yeah. This was a family show. Yeah. <laughs> is it really? There's some fucked up families around. <laughs> Who knows? My wife yeah. is texting you, Nate. So I don't... Can, Nate, can you get, can you get Extended on the, family. the WHO? And so we've we found a, a new new symptom for COVID. It's a complete lack of filter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean that would mean that, that all of us have fucking struggled with COVID for at least at least fifty percent of the last ten years. Oh no, believe it or not, that's with a filter. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's the revelation of the evening. This is gonna get fucking Ugh. loose if I ever get it. Um, <laughs> Michael in the Facebook group, he said are the Tigers sponsored by Elmo because they are a club of Muppets. Ha ha, well done, sir. Wow. Uh, Brendan. He did tweet that before the game started, though, so, I mean, yeah, you sure showed him. That's true. Uh, Brendan, with some fucking awesome Dairy Queen vibes, he said, good on the West Tigers, celebrating 100 games. Every game in the greatest game of all is an achievement. Well done, Alex Twal. What a fucking effort. Just... The man almost got the try. It's so it's funny. That, that, that look, that still shot of him screaming and fucking, who was it? There was, um, the, was it Toa that went to, the, yeah. the, the, the try ended up getting disallowed that one, but yeah. him in the background just screaming for the ball because he would have went in under the sticks untouched. Oh, fucking oh, hilarious. Uh, Joshua said, Hastings has completely turned the Tigers around. They've gone from completely dog shit to slightly above complete dog shit. Inspirational stuff. I agree. He's a god. Matthew says, looking for some positives here. Kiraz is promising. Also, great to see RFM overcome his injuries. Yeah, he he was like a rising prospect before he turned into a fucking turbo impersonator. <laughs> um, Matthew. Oh, no, we just read Matthew. Richard. I said, July 18, 2021. That was the last time the Tigers won 13 plus. Wow. There you go, guys. Ten months and two days for real dad to wait to be an insufferable pain in the ass. Here we are, not, and here we are. I'm a fucking delight. There you go. Exactly. That's it? That's it. Okay. Let's keep the Dairy Queen fucking vibes going. Uh, the Parramatta Eels 22 to be the Mighty Manly Singles 20 uh, at Parramatta. The uh, Eels uh, tries to uh, Opachik Penasini and a double to Perham. Um, Manly's 20 tries a double to Garrick, uh, Christian Tuipolotu and Morgan Harper. Garrick, two conversions. Now, uh, Have at it, buddy. Look, I don't want to... I'm trying to stay Dairy Queen here. <laughs> look, black cat, is, cat, cat, cat. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, yeah I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to grab, grab my gut and... Black cat, 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 cat. Ben, Ben Cummins, Black Cat, Cat, Ashley Klein. Um, well, it started it was a cracking game and uh, and a great performance from uh, from Manly, um, particularly against what they're up against in this game. Um, 
I just would you like to talk about the game itself first? Because I got fucking, I got some shit to get off my chest. <laughs> you go for it, man. Oh well, just the absolute like we had such situ- yeah. There's controversial refereeing going around. Like for example, the you know the the obstruction bunker, bunker call with the Newcastle Knights you know, on Thursday's game. Yeah, you know, people are not happy about that, but it's not often that you see refereeing going into a game with the mindset of what can we do to make everything fall one way. Now, I wouldn't say it's cheating. I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't imply like you know match fixing or anything like that. But it's just unbelievable in this fucking day and age to see the nine-two penalty count, and you think, oh well, they got two penalties. Yeah, they did, but none from Cummins. He didn't blow a single fucking penalty. One of them was from the bunker, and the other one was from a, a, an obstruction in a, in, a, in, a, in a try situation, in a disallowed try, and that was the only penalties they got. No six against, no repeat sets, despite fucking dominance of the you know of the general running of the game for you know probably you know, forty to fifty minutes of the the total running time of the game. A fucking sin being for something that was like a fucking penalty. Definitely, I mean, actionable, but penalty. And then fucking you get the ridiculous situation with fucking Christian Tuopolotu where it was like, you know, you'd look at that on the NRL highlight reels every year going forward as the greatest fucking clutch game-saving fucking try-saving tackle of all time. No, let's fucking call that. You had Morgan Harper going up to the fucking bunker where he didn't knock it on. The bunker goes, oh, no, he did when he didn't. There was no evidence that he fucking did. So... Plus, so then the eels threw the forward pass, and then it went to the ground, and then Manly dropped the forward pass when they went to pick it up, and he goes, "Oh no, it's nearly knock on." Just everything. It was like rather than like, "Here's the rules of the game. Let's fucking adjudicate the rules of the game." It's no, something happened here. Find a way to fucking make it not go to these cunts, and particularly in the last fifteen minutes, with it all on the line, is when it got at its worst. And it's just a fucking disgrace. Now, I'm trying to be fucking Dairy Queen here. That's our vibe. That's the fucking... This Dairy Queen thing, like... That's our 2022 vibe, Jay. That is. It's how we roll this year. It's not mine. It's, it's, dare I say, it's the new fucking Twill Nation aesthetic. The fucking Dairy Queen. But... But... And I say this with all due respect. But... If it so happened... That on the way to the Dairy Queen, that entire bus full of people... Everybody that both of those cunts love happened to crash into a fucking industrial tanker full of AIDS dipped in monkeypox. And in that brutal clash of fucking steel versus flesh, those loved ones drank it all up and soaked it all in, resulting in them you know, being being forced to watch their fucking loved ones die slowly and wither and fucking to ter- succumb to terrible disease. And then just before the moment of sweet deathly release for their loved ones, they get pushed into a fucking wood chipper and then they take that fucking AIDS monkey pox loved one slurry and then they mix it up and make this fucking AIDS monkey colada and then have that cocktail seasoned with fucking the bomb beyond insanity. Then they gurney it into fucking Cummins and Klein's fucking dick holes until it fucking liquefies their internal organs, explodes out every fucking orifice with the resulting AIDS poxy guts fucking collected up, mixed with latex, molded into replicas of Big Dick Barry's dick. Attach them to Sibians, position them in such a way as to fuck their fucking corpses to their second, third, until infinite deaths. Then, I'm just saying, it might make the Dairy Queen go down a little easier. <laughs> For me, <laughs> personally. Um, 
Now, Morgan Harper is still obviously not fucking. <laughs> he, he's still like he he wasn't he wasn't bad per se, but he's still he's just a loose individual. And when you find that you've got it all rallied up against you, you've got to go. Okay, it's all up against us here. We're not going to get a fucking call. They're going to they're looking for an excuse to make a call on us. So what you have to do then is say, okay, we're not going to give them the slightest fucking possibility or sniff of pinging us for anything. And then you get people like your Harpers and, uh, and not the particular on this occasion, Marty to power, but you get your Harpers and particular and like your Sean Keppies and they just get, and they, and they give them that little sniff because they're fucking hothead spastics and it just, it's the way it goes. So I'm not happy about those guys. However, you know, for the most part, I was very happy with the performance. Um, the t- attack was fucking, you know, it was, was pretty good. Um, oh, I don't know what else to say. Glennie, would you like to say something? No, I had fuck all for this game because I figured you'd waffle on That's and a... uh, you didn't <sighs> disappoint. Right, oh, Danny. <laughs> He said, how teams don't just go at DCE every set in good ball, I don't know. He has no idea and is a spectator in defense. Wow. Uh, that's, like, that's, Brendan, that's, like, that's like tweeting hashtag Tigers in decline in 2014. Uh, Brendan, he said, I wonder how many trials will be scored <laughs> like, this season against Manly due to the fact that the highest out. paid player in the history of the game always leave the men outside him high and dry. Yeah, now, but he didn't. It literally didn't happen. Oh, it did. Not Ryan, once. though. In the interest of balance, he said DCE throwing passes half the width of the field for tries. While every time Cody Walker throws one longer than two metres, it gets intercepted. Hashtag value for money. He does have that in his game, though, fucking Cody. Certainly does. Is it funny how he's actually succumbed? He's he's become like, now that's like his thing. Yeah, that's it. You know how it became like it was Brett Kamali's thing because he had some fucking high profile ones? I was just about to say, Brett Brett Kamali's, I thank fuck for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ben. It's a long time since it's a long time since Brent Kamali played, and it was still his thing up until like probably twelve months ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, you know, it's the most most tragic passing in his life, including his fucking. <sighs> oh, fucking! If anyone, I'll, I'll go, I'll, I'm putting I'm putting fucking one grand up. To, to, to give me some contact details on this motherfucker. <laughs> Two for a bad day. <laughs> uh, I don't know who you well, are. <laughs> maybe if Breck Morley was half as beloved as Brandy Alexander. Um, ben said this turf... This is that filter shit you were talking about yeah. earlier. <laughs> Have you had yourself tested? <laughs> I got the beard. <laughs> Ah, uh, this turf was looking like Brookie circa 2017. Seems only right it's taken out Turbo. You got internet. COVID. It is fucking disgusting. It is fucking disgusting though. Like the the way like it's almost every game where it just looks an absolute goat track over there. Yeah. And that stadium's pretty. You know, it's only like fucking two years old or something. What the fuck are they doing is out there? Is it something to do with the amount of dirt under the grass when they put it there? As in, is uh, there, like, is there I'm a lot of? I'm not a horticulturist. So I couldn't give you the nuts and bolts. Yeah. I don't know. I just think they just got a shit team of uh, of um, of groundskeepers or whatever. And just to keep Nathan happy, the other Nathan, Nathan Clone, he said Tom just fills in for Ruben when Ruben has niggling injuries. You're hearing it more and more. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there wasn't that. He wasn't. The, there wasn't the only comment about. There were, there were there were plenty of them in that thread. There were like three. Well, there was like at least five, I reckon. And like one of them may be me, but like that's. Not the point. <laughs> <laughs> 
been saying it also, for a lot of years. Last, you are the Pied week, Piper of cunts. Last week there was last week there was one, and then there's if there's five this week. I mean, like you are you are legitimately hearing it more and more. No, they're not. They're reading it. <laughs> they're hearing one. Yeah, because I'm only yeah, reading but, one per game. <laughs> Yeah, but then you, you combine that with me saying it, and then like it's still going to be more. Tell me how many times I've got to fucking say it each episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you, fucking absolute tragic for fucking Tommy against Parramatta in the wet. That poor cunt has the worst fucking luck, and it really just comes down. I mean, there are there are times when you say I want to say, and this is the only time I'm ever going to say this. <laughs> you know. You could probably stand to be more like Kalen Ponga or more like Clint Gutherson in your mentality and the way you play the game. Because when it comes down to when it when it's fucking your life on the line or a try, they'll let the motherfucker touch down. Wasn't that how he did his peck? What he did how he did his peck, he was um he, he was coming across in cover of defense from like, you know, left towards the right touch line. Oh, okay. And and Siv- and, Siv- and Sivo was gonna score the try and it was in the wet. So That's then Sivo, right. Sivo, Sivo stepped inside and so he went and he slipped out yeah. and then he went to sort of reach out and so they like peck, you know, did the peck. Fuck. And and this one, like I don't was it Nukora? I can't remember who it was, but um I I don't like I think he would have I mean he saved the try, but because the ball was sort of breaking away from him, he's reached out underneath a fucking forward yeah, yeah, yeah. to hit the ball away and then this guy's just landed straight on his fucking thing Gone. and like look and I, res- I, res- I respect the fucking commitment to stopping a, a try being scored and all that sort of it's thing fucking yeah. painful but too fuck, and you know but, how I know that yeah because that's how yeah, I did mine that's how you did yours the first time or the fifth time the first time what overestimating your own abilities that was his first time the second time was the boxing <laughs> ring correct yeah has there been a third time oh there's been a hundred times it just comes out fucking of its own accord now so, 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 so when, so like when it comes out, there, obviously, you know, his came out a lot more fucking forcefully and and violently than, yeah. than yours ever ever came well, my, out. My shoulder socket was... is now essentially like Jay's anus. It's just there's nothing holding anything in there. It's it's a cavern. Warm and warm and inviting. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you want to come and fuck my shoulder socket, man, you're welcome. <laughs> Mate, talk, I'll tell you what. So, I, I can't. I can't. Wait, I can't hang on, relate. Jay's in too. Yeah, no, yeah look, I, I, I can't relate though. I just like you know, you put it on like the pain scale. Like you know, what's the? What would you? I oh, like pass rank it? pass out worthy pain. Like, really? Oh fuck! Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah there you go. Um, serious talk for a second, mate. At what stage does his biscuity uh, vibe start to outweigh his? potential value not yet okay at the end of the day not, like if, not if a he season was, removed from if, a Dali if, if yeah if, if he was if he was like um like uh Tim Moulton or Teddy when he was at the Tigers where they could just be jogging back mm. to fucking pick yeah, up the ball okay. with, with no Benji, one 50 minutes Benji 2006 and, and, through 2009 yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean if they if they were just if they were just jogging back 20 metres away from any contact and then all of a sudden they just go boom sniper and oh my it's ACL you're gone for the season yeah. but I mean like he he is the majority of his are just uh, like this year for example got fucked out of the shoulder trying to you know get with a forward landing on him in a weird fucking set of circumstances he had fucking Elliot Whitehead fucking hip drop him for the um the injury that he had at the start, at the yep. start of the season, and that's and that's that. I mean, like you know, that hamstring at the start of last season, that was you know obviously his. And after that, the only other sniff of injury he had in the last two years was 
when he got fucking coat hanging in the face and he, and they thought he might have had a fractured cheekbone. Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, these these are it's not like these non-contact fucking just shit just going just you know springing on him. Yeah, gotcha. You know, okay. I mean, he's. He, I, I think I think it's like it's kind of like the Kieran Foran sort of thing, except like he play. I think he plays too hard, like physically. Like you see, even even um like last year and everything like he'll take these runs into the teeth of fucking forwards like in attack like a like the, you you really you'd want like, someone like, like a fucking to power you'd want like a to power or fucking someone like that to fucking to, or, to take that or the, anyone yeah, cuz back five multiple times a game but please keep going well well no because they they don't they stay out on their fucking wings and the centers and shit i mean they might fucking bring a cart oh. they might cart it back when they're coming back they might try and cart it back when they you know as is their job after collecting a kick oh. and i mean he does that too but I mean, you actually have fucking you. You don't have like a Marty to power. You got forwards that actually don't fucking mind the contact and will and will fucking dig into the fucking line yeah. ten meters out. Whereas Tommy will try and force his way through and score like that. So um yeah yeah. So essentially, what Dylan Edwards? Okay, cool. Well, <laughs> Dylan Edwards. What I mean, like, while we we'll wait till the Penrith game, no, we want to talk about fraudulent people. Up. Yeah, Dylan Dylan Edwards only only exists on your lips because Toto was injured for so many games at the start of the season and he fucking basically uh, collected all the work that he would have otherwise taken off him hmm. and um, and the easy yeah the easy junk meters as we call them in the game so we, weird flex here we're talking about like a biscuity fullback versus a, a better one and your your thing is that he stayed injury free longer than other people oh no well no I mean he's had his, he's had his injury he's had his injury problems as well I'm not talking about that's injuries right. I'm talking that's about that's right yeah won a grand final with him yeah, you're right. He did super injured. Still won the grand final. Fuck. Are you yeah, a, are you a sleeper, Dylan Edwards truther? No, yes. Dylan Edwards is a fucking rubbish player behind a fucking a monster. Fifteen, sixteen other players, and because uh, Charlie Staines isn't anymore, so I mean, I'm just trying to think of anyone he's T-Y. better than in his team, and he's not better than any of them. But we're talking. We're not talking about Penrith right now, anyway. So let's, we can get to the Penrith game. We will. And you can talk about that all you like, because honestly, after this game, I didn't even fucking think about rugby league. <laughs> so, and and it wasn't and it wasn't from the sense of like, fuck you, fuck the NRL, fuck these. It was literally, it was more, it was actually worse than that. It was fucking, it was probably sadder than that. It was more like, I didn't even fucking remember when games were on. I didn't, I didn't not even think about the fucking sport for fucking one minute. <laughs> so, nice. and you've done your fucking thing. So we go on to the dragons. Yep. Actually, I lie. No, I actually lied. I watched. I watched this game. <laughs> God damn it! Um, <laughs> but after this, <laughs> the Dragons twenty-four defeat the Warriors eighteen. Uh, uh, Jubilee. The Dragons twenty-four tries to Ramsey Molo, Murder Junior, and uh, a double to Lomax. Lomax three conversions, one penalty goal. The Warriors eighteen tries to Johnson uh, DWZ and a double to Violia. Reese Walsh one conversion. This was actually like I thought this was a fun game. Oh, that was entertaining. Um, yeah. Entertaining game between two pretty evenly matched sides. I thought. Um, yep. I think what it boiled down to in the last sort of fifteen minutes was it was Ben Hunt and not Sean Johnson taking control in that period of, of time where the team needed their seven the most, and <clears throat> that proved the difference. I thought Johnson had a couple of moments, much like he's had the past few weeks for the Warriors, where the game was there and the play was there to be made and he went nowhere near it and took completely the wrong option. And um, it's a bit of a narrative going around Sean Johnson. Um, he's had those couple of field goal, um, feel good moments, but he's he's building up a bit of a a resume of, of moments where 
he's taking really poor rookie level options um, that he should nail nine times out of ten, uh, which is disappointing. Um, got to give some credit where it's due as well. I've been a pretty, um, pretty vocal about the fact I didn't really get what everyone was talking about with Cody Ramsey, but this game was the first I've seen that went some way to, to justifying some of the hype around him and why they've got wraps on him at fullback. He um, took advantage of, of the opportunities in the game and fucking showed some good speed and, and put himself in good positions and, and, and had a quality match. Um, and his teammates really got around him. So he's obviously held in fairly high high regard within the playing group as well, it would seem. Well, they had him. They had him for yeah periods last year on the mm. wing, and he and, and he was t- and he was terrible. Like he, defensively, he wasn't great. The, I mean, you could see he was like one of these guys that was like a, you know, he had attacking skills and speed and all that sort of thing. But you yeah. didn't really get to show him that much. Mm. But this guy, I thought he was fucking great. Yeah, like this was this this was was I presume what Dragons fans have hoped and he to would see become, him back himself be, you know? as well. Like in the, yeah, the yeah. try that he scored, um, in the first half. Where you know there's, he's got guys outside him, and it's probably you know put the ball through the hands is probably probably a logical, the, the a safe option. option. Yeah, yep. yep. And he yep. really backed himself, stepped um, off his right, and straightened and, and backed his speed and strength to, to get there, which was positive for a young player. Yep. Um, and then in the second half, with it, you know he he you know again made the long break, summed up the situation, and um, you know through the pass inside, which ultimately led. Uh, to the low max try, so yeah, quality quality performance. It, I think for the Warriors, they miss a lot on their bench. Mm. Like they, you know, they they have that intensity in their starting pack to to stay with a lot of teams. They're not going to keep up with your Melbournes and your your Penriths, um, but but I think they can mix it with the majority of them. And they did a very very good job against the Dragons for for big parts of this game. But but when the A AFBs go off and guys like that, they just lose so much intensity. And Glenn, yeah. exactly what you were saying before was spot on. The amount of especially fourth and fifth tackle options that Sean Johnson just absolutely fucking Bottled. tortured. Mm. And and that's from stuff like just taking a stupid option on the fourth and getting caught with a ball. Mm. You know? Um Taking it, it, it down a short side on the last tackle, like fifteen meters out from your own line. Yeah. Like, what? Hmm. What the but fuck? It's, it's even this thing of, like, uh, and you know, I I often say the opposite. It's well, hang on, if you if the dummy half can see that markers are gone, which means that one of the defenders in the line has to come forward and take the place of where the marker's going to make the tackle, which creates an extra man or creates the the possibility of an overlap down that short side. Fantastic. Why don't people run those plays when they're there? Johnson does it when when markers are perfectly set. Yeah, it didn't look like it was and on it, at all to and me. It's, but... it's man on man, mm. you know, with, with no space to work with. You know? yeah. I feel um, like they miss Josh Curran as well, and I think yeah. that's understated. Yeah. Um, they, you know, there's lots of talk about Tohu Harris um, coming back and and what he means to the side. I think Josh Curran is is equally as important, and, but it it just doesn't get the level of um, of respect um, yeah. from the the wider 
you know, from people outside of probably the Warriors, I'm sure they understand how important he is. But yep. he just shores up their middle, and he's just one of those effort guys that makes those those little one percent plays around the ruck and cleans things up. And I think that's what they're really lacking. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Lando, you said I was quite pleased with that effort. Ramsey far exceeded my expectations at fullback. There are a few blokes there that had their best game for the year. Young man Slaughter Molo, murderous Frank's brother, <laughs> looks to be a player of the <laughs> that's future. That's it. Great. You fucking landed on it. That's it. When Moose and Sewer come back, we can take Woods and Laurie out the back of the shed, tell them to look at the flowers. Griffin ball is hard to work out, though. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, Phil, he said, nice to see us actually move the ball, except Sully. Griffin ball. Uh, Simon, Griffin, funnily enough, he said, said it over a thousand times, Warriors suck balls from the back, from the front, from the side, even the inside. Yes, head up to bum stuff. Um, hashtag fuck the Broncos keeping the flag alive sir and Richard he said if Ben Hunt and Zach Lomax get injured St George will be able to officially change their name to the St George Illawarran nil nice to see Ramsey have a good game for the year to give the Dragons fans a little more false hope yeah Ben Hunt was amazing again yeah, and um, and th- for Warriors fans, I mean, like they they weren't terrible in this game, despite the problems that Sean Johnson inflicted on. Despite that, yeah, that's they were it. actually, and, and I don't know if it was just a feature of the, the game being two teams that are fairly evenly matched and on their day, either could have won mm. or not. But um, but like yeah, I don't that I, considering some of their recent form as well. I mean, I think it was the it was oh, much a uptick for them too. Yeah, yeah. much improved. Look, I I still think that SJ is the difference here, in that. If, if he'd have just played some some high percentage plays, if he'd have just tried to build some pressure, if he'd have just yeah. you know actually taken some some time to consider what what he was going to do, um, then then the Warriors would have been able to get over because they were well in this game. But yeah, anyway, not to be on to the next one. Right, uh, the Cowboys thirty six defeat the Melbourne Storm six up there at the Abattoir. The Cowboys tries to Gilbert, Robson, Talangi, drink water, and a double to Jeremiah Nanai. Holmes, six conversions from as many attempts. The Storm, a try to Felice Cafusi. I forgot. I just had a mental blank of what that... Jada Pinkett Smith, that's right. And, <laughs> <laughs> and a conversion to, to Nick Meany. Despite the Storm outs and, and a significant as they were, this is still a big statement from the Cowboys. I think they put in a great performance. Um, they got some great individual performances from some of the young guys, um, Nanai and uh, Drinkwater as well in particular. But just on the night that they put that together against, uh, you know, obviously they were up for a game against quality opposition. I think this is the worst I've ever seen Melbourne play. I can't remember seeing Maybe Melbourne. Maybe you texted, texted us yeah, saying that I, as well, yeah. I've, I just didn't think they had games like that in them. And that yeah. could be naive, but we, we talk about this next man up mentality and and, and it's, it, they've shown it time after time up and, and for whatever reason, that this game on that night was... Not the one. <laughs> Just fucking one oh. of those nights. Look, uh, you know, when we talk about that next man up philosophy, the other thing that Melbourne's <laughs> had the advantage of for so long is continuity. Mm. So they didn't need the next man up until everyone around the new person had been in their role for three, four years. Yep. You know, and then even in crucial positions, 
your job's still a shit ton easier if everyone around you is a, a two, three plus year teammate. Yeah. Whereas now they're they're replacing people who are next to each other. Yeah. And so you've got you, you know. guys like Eremiah who's his plotter. That guy's his fucking plotter. And yeah. You know, yeah. Melbourne's not synonymous with running plotters at any That's stage it. of a season. So. And he showed that he is not up to that fucking standard and he was exposed horribly by the Cowboys. And they, they did a good job of identifying that he was struggling and uh, and not up to the task on the night. And yep. and they exploited him yeah. fucking amazingly well. That's it. The other thing Melbourne don't seem to have anymore is that calm head. They don't have that Cooper Cronk, that Cameron Smith, that when they get in a position where it's a grind, mm. just take the game by the scruff of the neck. I think it's Jerome Hughes is probably that guy, but yeah. for him to not be in the side, and then That's the next it. two guys yeah. are probably you know are probably Munster who's not a calm head, and, and maybe Cheese, yeah. who's also who's, not a calm yeah, head. That's it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. It's fucking... I mean, they can they can, they can can pick a team up and put it on their back and, you know, lead by example and that sort of thing, but that's not, you know... It's, yeah, it's not, not that head. quality. And, so. if that does, and if that doesn't work... They can also no, over-try. No yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and when shit's, when they start to get behind and, and things aren't going their way, you, that's exactly what you need is a calm head to, to settle them down and get into that, to, as you say, Jay, the structure and the grind, not over-try. It was fascinating to me how quickly Melbourne, and I said this in a text to you guys during the game, just how quickly Melbourne turned back into Wrestle Melbourne. Mm. When when they had nothing yeah. else to do, like those old habits came to the yeah. front again and they were holding on in tackles and they were slowing the ruck down and they were trying all their old storm bullshit that used to work for them. And the fucking whistle blew every single time. Yeah, As in, if I'm a game. storm, if I, if I'm a storm fan, I'm looking at this, wondering how the fuck did we not have two and three players sent to the bin for mm, just mm. abs? They didn't go the way of well. Okay, fuck. Our our game plan is that we'll put two in the tackle and set the defensive line. Oh, we need three and sometimes four in the tackle. Let's get more in the tackle, shut the ball down, and do it that way. They had their two and they just held on and did the old fucking wrestle and try and flip and just lay there in the tackle and they weren't allowed to get away with it. It was it was fascinating to watch. Uh, but to the Cowboys' credit, their fucking defense at the moment is yeah. legit. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And remember, that's that, that was always a feature of the Cowboys when they were peaking... Yeah, in the in in the in the teens, you know, like when they, around the time they won their premiership. Remember, there was the stories coming out that they had the the um the the sand pit up there, and mm. if you know you miss tackles in game, yeah. you had to do yeah. But yeah, they're getting back to that level. I mean, and that's a great way. It's a great way to to build a new side with you know young guys, new coach, all that sort of thing. Just get this rock solid foundation. Yeah. Of of defense in there, and they've got enough talented young guys and everything that the rest the rest of that shit it, it's coming amazingly yeah. well as well. But then again, look at you know um, Kyle Felt fifteen minutes, mm. Jason Tomalola twenty six minutes. Mm. Yeah, they're they're not at that that level where it's like okay, well, you know somebody goes down that's half influential, yeah, and and all of a sudden we all go to water. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a resilience about him yeah. which isn't normally synonymous with a with a young side, especially with a coach that hasn't he's not a Bellamy or a or a Bennett or a you know, 
guys that have coached a long time. Well, and well have... he's got some fucking Tigers influence in him. Exactly. You know, so, um, so, so what you're saying is when they when they need resilience, they just have to think, oh fuck, Toddy used to play for the Tigers. They're always in a fucking game. Yeah, maybe we're always fair. in a fucking game too. You're that's fucking it. welcome, Cowboys fans. Like, um, like this is Toddy, why we always beat Toddy the Cowboys. Played for the Tigers, and he's not once in his life taken a successful toaster bath. <laughs> now, if he can do it, surely we can do this. Um, in the in the uh, in the essence of of the Dairy Queen vibe, what about the resurgence? Of Petahiku. Always loved the man, and I felt they did him. I felt they did him dirty, and fucking in New Zealand for a little while there. I mean, he did sort of. He came back pretty well there. I think towards the end of his stay there, yeah. which is what which is what allowed him to earn the next contract that he then you know went and signed with the, the Cowboys. Yep. And um, I fuck I, I love the guy, and it's and and how good is it? I mean, that guy. He's been he's almost been kicking around as long as the show has. Yeah, like I was going to say, the the Hiku haikus were rolling out. Um. Yeah, he debuted 2013. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. And like, has always been like you, you. You say a lot about him, and he had his ups and downs in his career, but effort was never one of them. Yep. You know whether he was, you know, a a, a little bit suspect in defence, he was trying his guts out. So, mm. um, what do the socials have to say about that, Lee? He said, Cowboys' defense is amazing. Frustrating as a Storm fan, but I think they might be the real deal this year. Mate, it's still pre-origin. At the, at this they're, def- they're, they're definitely the real deal. Are they like a, a grand final chance real deal? Yeah, probably not. There is, me, real... they're guaranteed finals and they're absolute top four chance. Yep. Absolutely. That's it. Uh, Matthew, he said, Deedon adds value to the Cowboys. Reminds me of Chris Keating's influence when he went to the Dogs. There you go. Uh, Jordan said, All hail the Chad, the future ninth immortal. Peyton surely in the convo for coach of the year if they hold their form. I'd say that. I would I'd definitely agree. say that. Chad, yeah. once again, making us and just generally NRL community in general look like look like fuckheads. Yeah, <laughs> With the really way he's going up there, earning every, every damn cent of that contract that he was roundly mocked for signing. And, like, okay, here's the thing. We, we just spent a, a good chunk of the last game berating Sean Johnson for yeah. for his poor fifth tackle options and, and poor decision making. Yep. Sean Johnson is a thousand percent of the athletic specimen that Chad Townsend is. Mm. But Chad Townsend is a much more effective half at the moment just because mm-hmm. how he understands the flow of a game. It's a it's a it's a rugby league IQ issue, not an athleticism issue. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Uh, ben, he said, ah, so Storms can only win at Amy Park in 2022. I get it now. Uh, Sharky Dave said, usually the Storm wait till after Origin to shit the bed. You hate to see it, but more than that, you love to see it. Uh, Carsten, he said, Black Vans are collecting family members of the players in Melbourne right now. And there you go. How fucking happy is our little fucking SS trooper sitting all the way over there in Europe watching from afar? Uh, Craig, Maybe this will dig him out of the dig him out of his fucking little little pile of Nazi gold and get him to come down here for a, a meet up and grand final weekend. That's it, uh, Craig. It's a great all round game by the cows, playing with ever growing confidence tonight. One big factor was the referee not putting up with Melbourne slow the ruck tactics. Exactly. I love Melbourne fans. I mean, if they thought that, that if they, if they felt that, that that was a you know a hard outing for them in terms of you know for watching the game and how the referee was treating them, welcome to fucking. 
every game against Melbourne Storm <laughs> in the last hour. Yeah, Played by uh, every other team, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And Liam, he said, why did I watch the election results instead of this game? Massive swing to the Cowboys, Thurston to BPM. Yeah. <laughs> Next game. Right, the Roosters, uh, the Panthers, sorry, 32, defeated the Roosters 12 at the SCG. The Panthers tries to Appy, Crichton, James Fisher-Harris, and a double to Luai. Cleary, five conversions, one penalty goal. The Roosters tries to Teddy and Momorowski with Sam Walker, two conversions from two attempts. Um, fucking cracking first 30 minutes of this game. Mm. Probably, probably the best 30 that the Roosters have put on this season so far, um, which, you know, again, you, you're the defending premiers. You're on a, a massive fucking win ratio this year. You're sitting on top of the competition table. Every team should be playing their best game against you. You know, definitely should be playing their best game against you. And the Roosters definitely did that. They were prepared. They came out. They were willing. Um, but it was just another one of those occasions where... Penrith just looked calm. They looked as if nothing that their opposition did would phase them. And there were there were times in his first thirty minutes where the Roosters were applying the fucking blowtorch. But yeah, Penrith just have this attitude at the moment that well, that's fine. They can do this now. But over the course of eighty minutes, we will just go harder for longer than they do, mm. and we won't crack now. And we'll just go through our game plan and we'll execute exactly as we need to. And, and we'll come out on top. And that's the, the script's playing out every week. Uh, when it was 12-0, that, that was, it, you know, Penrith weren't so much in control. They were sitting in a good position, but the, the real killer was that Appy try right yeah, before right half-time, half time. Yeah. which was some of the most, like, I fucking cannot wait to see Appy Corus out and, and how much he improves the Tigers. Like, you know, some fucking Dairy Queen vibes, Glenn. All day, every day, you just need to be fucking praying, praying that nothing happens that takes Happy Coruscant away from your club because he's the difference maker in situations like that where everyone else on both sides are seeing the setup for the field goal because there's like eight seconds to go mm. before halftime. And he's the one that nods on and goes, yeah, okay, it's off. And just goes himself. He's a student. He's a student of the game because he saw Carl Lawton do it a couple of weeks ago for Manly. The same thing with DCE stood stood like thirty meters out right in front of the post, and they run to start face. charging through. Face. Hey, process. check out the game tape. It fucking happened. The listeners will let you know. Okay. Yeah. So Carl Lawton taught, taught Abby everything he knows. Oh fuck me. Okay. Um, yeah, I um, I agree. I think Penrith. Um, you know, this is this is fucking every bit of Dairy Queen vibe. Um, there's there was a lot even in this game during the commentary that you know there was a lot of mentions that Penrith had benchmark and um, you know they set the standard and, and that much I do I do agree with. But I, I think you know Gus's Gus copped a lot of flack and Penrith and their fans copped a lot of a flack for the, the the five year plan which turned into a however many year plan. But I think they've actually changed. Not only they're the next evolution of, of team that has changed the game, and and it's probably coincided with some of the rule changes, which um, certainly suits their style of play. But how they've actually gone about building this team 
and the the way that that is so conducive to generational success is going to take a long time for most of the competition. There's some teams that are, you know, Melbourne has players coming through their system all the time and they, they do it brilliantly well. Um, but you see time and time again, players come out, you know, and, and end up at other clubs. You're seeing a bit of it with Penrith, but that nucleus of, of Luai, Cleary, um, you know, Crichton, Yo, Yo the, like... The way Ed, that they've put and Edwards, it, the next immortal. <laughs> I, I was going to great lengths to not mention him. Um, the only way that cunt's going to become an immortal is if a fucking vampire bites him. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually wrapping your team. If you let me finish, the way they've actually built it, and and the way that that goes with those young guys playing together for so long and coming through the system is fucking amazing. And and it shows in the the level of understanding that they have with one another, which is a big part of what they do. It's it's talent and it's skill, and they're well coached. But there's nuances that come only from the amount of football that those guys have played together that no other team can fucking match. Yeah, you're right. Um, it's the understanding you can only get from like you know when you when you wobbly aging chicks together and <laughs> playing playing together from like the age of ten. Oh, why do you like... cunts always have to make it about fucking the baboon fucking quest when I'm just here trying to speak rugby league truth? <laughs> I'm just saying it's that's an aspect you, you, you ignored, Glenny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was just I was just adding an extra layer of understanding. <laughs> Like you know, you want to hold your line. You 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 want to learn to run good lines and everything like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know that's that's like yeah, you know, that's one level of the game. Next level of the game is you know not fucking you know not sword fighting and shit when you're you know in, in a tight situation. These things all these things all count. It all it all adds to the understanding. Or <laughs> if you've got four people wobbly aging, then there's that understanding. The twenty five percent of your pleasure is coming from the teammates. Which is a bond that can never be broken. <laughs> but for the roosters there, they just weren't given the opportunity to use their advantages, you know. And and obviously, team teams probably don't try it because they don't get a lot of opportunities. Penrith are just fantastic at at controlling that territorial battle. But if there is an area that Penrith are potentially exposed in, it's in the air, on on the the fringes. But the and it's all back. If you keep kicking just... it to Dylan Edwards, he will drop it eventually. Yeah, but He's also Crichton now jumped Tupo as well, and I mean that's what then the Roosters would have to consider that as their fucking best matchup yeah. on the field it, against. It did. You know. uh, no, but will it, will it be on top? Yeah, that's right. But I mean, like that's so. So there was no, you know, I mean that 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 was ultimately what you know broke their back. That's it. So, um, and then just in in the forwards, they haven't they haven't gotten out of that um, tough, gritty forward preference yet. You know, when when they've got their Radleys and and such as on the field, then. Then there's a a little bit of it, but they still have that you know hard, gritty, grindy forward pack about them, and less of that you know smooth, fast, efficient 
forward pack that seems to be dominating these days. And then you've got the and then you've got the fucking the the, the throwback dumb cunt forwards, oh, <laughs> like Collins. like old mate letters. And letters. Yeah. Here's a, did, <laughs> you see, did you see um, Trent Robinson's presser? No, I did not. Came out and defended him. So he, yeah, he came out and he was like, "Oh, okay." What was his rationale? I, I don't know if he swore, but maybe he swore, and that referee is extra sensitive to that. So yeah, no. Nah, if he's if if that's it, you can't swear. Um, mate, they've been yeah, sending you for that since swear. fucking under under sevens, mate. But then he went what? on to very fucking casually mention that, "Oh, yeah." So I think that that's we've had a sin bin um, every, every game in the last three games we've played against Penrith, and and so he was just expressing his frustration at that. So by how- getting himself simbined or sent. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm tired of fucking burning my hand on this open flame. Yeah. So to show them, I'm going to fucking put both hands I'm in the open put it flame this time. Face. <laughs> like outstanding logic. But here's the thing: how would he just That's fucking? Trent logic, how would he have that Trent stat Robinson. off the top of his fucking head unless he'd yeah. spoken about that with him to amp up yeah. the fucking flame in him? Yeah. So yeah, fucking master coach, my boss. Yeah, you, you, you wouldn't you wouldn't think you'd be doing it to amp up the flame. You'd be saying, "Look, we've had a sin bin <laughs> against us for the last three times against Penrith. You're the Stop. man most likely. <laughs> yeah. Don't. What <laughs> so whatever you think, any time during the game, if you're thinking of something, don't. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, oh, and I've just deleted the socials for that. So no socials. Oh, good. Let's go. <laughs> okay, the, the uh, Raiders thirty-two <laughs> defeat the Rabbits twelve. Uh, Once more, legitimately, they will not be hearing it more and more because I just deleted it. Because <laughs> I just deleted it more and more. <laughs> you will hear it less and less until next week, where it will be more and more. And uh, Dubbo, and Dubbo. I had a friend whose uh, whose uh, older sister, you know, he lived up here, and uh, and older sister moved down uh, to Dubbo after uni. And we, she'd come up and she'd come up for family things and stuff and, and she'd be talking about, you know, how she was living in Sydney. Uh, they were like, going, no, you live in fucking Dubbo. <laughs> that ain't Sydney. Jesus Christ. A long way from Sydney. We make fun Sydney. of people in Campbelltown saying they live in Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> and well, you should. <laughs> now, the, um, the, the Raiders 32 came through. Chotrich, Papali'i, young Chris... Timoko and Savage tries with three conversions from Jordan Rappiner and a penalty goal. The Rabbits 12 came through tries to Damien Cook and Alex Johnston and uh, Taffy two conversions from two attempts. South have had some lowlights this season as they try and navigate the post-Reynolds era and and bring Ilias along and and Cody Walker overcomes his demons. Um, This effort was amongst the worst of them. 21 missed tackles in the first half alone, just not mm-hmm. not to standard. And and to the Raiders' credit, they made them pay. And yep. just, oh, they scored some fucking amazing tries, the Raiders. And I think the, um, the Savage try with, I think it was about 12, 13 minutes to go, was just piss poor defence in the middle mm. right up the guts letting a winger run through like that is is a sign that they, they'd they'd quit on the game which yeah is poor from a side that made the grand final last year I um yeah I was I was very disappointed in South's performance um impressed by the Raiders they've had their ups and downs this season and, and some fucking 
they've got some crosses to bear as well over some of their performances. But this was a good one for them and, and, and a concerning one. Well, if I was a Souths fan, I'd be, I'd be concerned about some of the effort from the team as a whole, but also some of the individuals. If I was a Souths fan, I would be concerned about the fucking West Tigers this weekend. Well, we should be. Fucking, I think I think you've got a Tigers, fucking red hot, well, red hot chance, Glenny. I think it's fucking crazy. The Tigers aren't favourites, Nathan. You're hearing it more and more. We are not favourites. We are three dollars ten outsiders. Listen, I was just I was just trying to open up the fucking, I was just trying to open up footy tips <laughs> to, get the, to get the list of all of them. He was like, I wonder. Maybe I wonder, if you do hear it more and more, we become favourites. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. um. Yeah. Don't, don't wear out that phrase, all right? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to fuck people it up for suffer, everyone. People are going to suffer I'm some extreme fatigue, I think, very shortly. It's uh, uh, fucking Tigers fans. The, that fucking Tigers guy on the show started fucking talking about it. I was fine with it when the other cunts were saying it. And then he had to join in. Now it's fucked. I'll tell you what, that phrase was fucking great. Until I started hearing it more and more, now it's fucked. <laughs> it's fucking more and more section. I'll tell you what, I have had have had some requests, like the, the hoodie that, that you and I are both wearing at the moment, Glennie. Yeah. Um, look, pe- people missed out on it the first time they want it, and I was thinking of doing a, re- a rerun and then put on the back, you're hearing it more and more. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it works on so many levels. It does. Oh, it really does. I fucking love it. <laughs> We'd, we should right. also get one done that says wobbly H's between four people fucking makes a great team. Dude, yeah. look, look, it's a little bit verbose. J-Logic. I mean, if we could distill, if we could distill that down to, you know, punchy, you know, five or six words, it'd be great. Quality. All right. Socials. Oh, yeah. It's Raiders game. It's Raiders. It probably isn't any, but, you know... Oh no, the Raiders! They came out of the fucking woodwork here. Oh, they're back, are they? Oh yes, that's it. Um, Sam, this is this is your Tigers mate here. Today, I'm supporting Albo's Bunnies against Canberra. Fitting. Like, yeah. I I get, I get that someone's convinced you that politics is important, or that you yeah. know your vote matters, or that whoever's in power can actually affect change. But, like, fucking real talk, man. You've just said you're supporting the bunnies. Yeah. And, and you know, when you talk about the most pompous motherfucker that you probably ever encounter in your life, a man that drives a fucking European car and lives in a fucking gated community and he's the most anti-fucking liberal fucking person you'd ever meet. Like, fuck me, dead. Get a grip on your privilege, mate, and understand where it comes from. Fuck me, dead. This cunt with his politics. It's worse. It's the only thing that he fucking tweets, fucking that's more annoying than his political views. Is fucking shit about fucking microphones. I'll tell you, fucking stumbled into that too. Do you know, do you know what my favourite time is? Fell on his fucking feet. Those fucking like the very frequent times that he is on an aeroplane, burning fucking jet fuel, poking yeah. holes in the ozone layer. Exactly. Because that's the only time I get a reprise from his global warming tweets. <laughs> Well, I mean, the other, the other the other time you get a reprise is when he gets deleted from this from the well, perma band. I mean, and which is I, not which is not which is not a, an uncommon occurrence. I would have fucking loved to have hung out with him, but um, he's fucking dogged the boys. 
Yeah. So. Oh, I was only here for one day. Can't wait to catch up on down Sunday. Can't wait to see you. Excellent. Yeah. It'll be good to see you, mate. That's no it. worries. Didn't fucking mention it any time. Yeah. I'm fucking off on Saturday morning. Yeah. I'll I went to footy with him on Friday night. and went to breakfast on the, on, the, on the Saturday. I saw him plenty of times, so I don't know what you guys are doing. No, no, at least you had to fucking sit with him and listen to who the fuck he was voting for. Maybe two groups. Maybe two groups of people need to lift here. That's all I'm saying. I've now spent more time at meetups with fucking Special K online. Wow. Yes. All right. Given it was anyway, a three-day bender. We spent time with Ned, which is kind of the same thing. G- given it was a three-day <laughs> bender. But um, Jake. Uh, sorry, Ben. He said, great win for Papa's 250th. Great footballer. Better bloke. Uh, Jason said, Raiders with three in a row. If I was a Knights fan and they did this, I'd be buying my grand final tickets. As a Raiders fan, I understand how a 26-round season works and how often the Raiders have shown this glimpse only to let me down. Fuck, that's some uh, that's some damage right there. There's some trauma. Uh, Jake, he said, don't know what happened to the Rabbits, but glad the Raiders ran into them now, not when they're in good form. No white and putting it six rows deep helped. On a side note, I've noticed the last couple of weeks, several penalties being blown outside the 40, only a few of which have actually been called back to correct. Interesting. Have you noticed that? I must admit I have not. No, no I'm keep an eye out for it. Uh, and Troy said, so looks like Chotrich has finally shook off that Bulldogs virus and is looking like a rugby league player again. Yep, slowly, baby steps. Yes, how good, how good was that fucking try that the um, that young, was, was it Savage, yep. yeah. scored? Fucking hell. Like, that, like I've seen it. it. Like, I was at the gym when this game was on, and so I'm watching it, and I've just looked up. Like to see it, and I'm like, oh, it's one of those things where they've fucked the tape up and they've accidentally hit fast forward, like when they're going back to do a replay or something. Like, oh yeah, no, he's fucking quick. He's actually that quick. <laughs> you know, got you, got you, got you so, got you so, so, uh, so jazzed up. You immediately dropped and and punched out a quick set of cock push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> they're called cheating planks. <laughs> Okay, now finally, uh, the Sharkies 25 defeat the Titans 18 uh, up at Hope Solo Coliseum. And the uh, Sharks 25 came through tries to Tracy Hines, the Moot, and uh, debutant Lachlan Miller. Uh, Nico, four conversions and a field goal. The Titans side 18, a double to Jared Wallace. Uh, SR Masters with a try and uh, three conversions to Jermaine Osako. I think wins like this are very important for the Sharks for the rest of this season. As in, they had that that blinding run where Talakai embarrassed Manly. But then even in the second half of that game onwards, yeah. they, they, they really haven't even come close to that. So I think getting into a game where it was just based on, you know, they had 52% of the ball, but they completed at 82%. So they kept themselves in this game. They earned the victory. It wasn't just that there yep. was some fluky shit that went on that did this. This was a good old-fashioned get in and do the fucking work, do it well, and the results will come. So I think this is the sort of thing they can build on. Uh, the, the the Titans probably played the, the best football I've seen from them in, in the last couple of rounds. You know, definitely the last couple of rounds, maybe the last five. But but when it comes down to it, the Sharks just seem to have that added benefit of a little bit more just raw talent, especially in their, their outside backs. Uh, and the luxury of having 
Nico Hines, who understands all positions, you know, uh, in the spine so well, mm. directing them around. Yeah. And the big difference having him there doing that, yeah, instead of being stuck out at That's fullback it. and then you know being able to actually put a, a replacement fullback in, yeah, and, uh, and this is kind of what we were talking about last week, and um, yeah, and, and it just just slotting him back into the halves made you reaped immediate benefits. Yeah, I, I I don't think their improved performance, which was needed after last week's Magic Ground pretty dismal effort, uh, which yeah. we spoke about. But they, they were certainly much improved and, and not surprising, as we said, with Hines back in the seven. Um, Miller at fullback, cracking debut. Um, yep. You know, opportunistic try, you know, but fucking fast. And but they're all worth four points. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think he's um, he's got a bit more to show um, what he's capable of. I think he's, um, you know, he's, he's quite the talent. If a little bit raw in in you know thirteen thirteen aside rugby league, but he um yeah I, I don't know how how long's before Kennedy's back he's probably got another four weeks or so. Hasn't he? No, he only didn't he, didn't he only have wasn't he only three? No, sorry, I was expecting him to get six. I think he only got three. That's so, I think he yeah. got three. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So and then obviously Ramian yeah, so. comes back as well. And yeah, um, so but, Ramian's back next week, yeah. and then the week after Kennedy is, the week is, after. Is, so. Kennedy, yeah. That's mm. it. Nice. Uh, Joshua, in the Facebook group, he said, I don't think it's a coincidence that the Sharks' attack has broken down since Graham got back. Might be time for the tap before it turns into Gallon 2.0. Yeah. You said it last week, Nate. Like, it it really is unfortunate looking at the moment. Mm. Yeah. And, like, we we, we obviously love the guy on this show, and, and I hate it. When guys go that one one year too late, and it's yeah, you almost want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but yeah, the the well, drop off is fairly fucking dramatic, you know, especially for what he means to that club. Mm. Yeah, you know, um, you, you talk about when the Broncos started to have their big drop off, and it was when when the last the last of that you know winning group retired, which I think was that Corey Parker from memory. Possibly, yeah. Or is Corey so. Oates like still technically he's, the last? He's still, I mean, he's definitely he's still he's still a, a tie to that era. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, he's always he's also stuck out there on the wing as well. So yeah, there's, not, there's only so, so much. Yeah, again, just just in, in that group, but not yeah. not so much during a game, but just as, like as part of the as part of the culture. But and and I think with that young group of guys, having somebody like Wade there would be absolutely invaluable, absolutely invaluable. Yeah. But. Um, maybe it's time to lessen his role. Yep. As in, is he playing his best football for the club if he's given twenty minutes a game to to just go out and and really just you know show these guys how it's done or, or take control in tough times or, or that there? Because um, yeah. yeah, for for the the periods he was out there, he didn't look comfy at all. Right. Here's just some socials. Well, there was the first social there, the next social. Um, oh, Scott. We just talked about it so long afterwards. That's it. <laughs> you know, lose fucking track. I'm trying to have some Dairy Queen socials vibes. Oh. Weaving the comments back into the show. Wow. Yes. It's I content. Dairy Queen. It's fucking professional. Scott said, 2022 Titans are like the 2018 Panthers, in my opinion. Just got to trust the process while I have fandom-based depressed outbursts, I guess. Yes. How fucking dare you? 
mm-hmm. associate something to do with Joel Embiid to the Gold Coast <laughs> fucking Titans. Yeah, Jesus hurtful. Christ. Um, Same sort of result though, really. Yeah, look. It, <laughs> AJ Brimson's Ben Simmons. He is. He is. If you want to play this fucking game, it's Ben Deco. David, <laughs> David Fafita is James Harden. <laughs> there we go. We're done. Right. Okay, so uh, that is full time for episode, I forget the number, 465, was it? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, and if you want to support the show, be sure to head along to patreon.com forward slash twill nation and uh, join in all the fun. Getting a lot more game companions going this year. Um, they seem to be lining up well for us time wise. And, you know, we've had some ones that we didn't think we could do, but they, you know, they lined up right. So, oh, yeah, fuck, we're going to do the schedule now, weren't we? What have we got this week? Yeah, yeah, but uh, you, you open up and, yeah, and just uh, just have a look and see what's going on. And I'm going to just go into the tipping right now. Uh, Standings at the moment, we've got Barrett's Belmore on top. First time you ever fucking hear that. Uh, Cook tip there as well. Then we get follow up. We've got Cows to win 22. Mitch Rich, Kiwi Villa, uh, McTool 75, Alpha Ben RL, Reynolds Raging Roana, and Craig C. Cross. Oh, sorry, and Jarrett and Jared Ash. That is our top 10. And uh, get your tips in, and uh, um, who knows? We we have Tigers Rabbits at five thirty on Saturday. What's happening Saturdays? Look, oh, we could we could probably we could probably swing that second half again if Glennie, if Glennie's up for it. Yeah, I think I can do it. I I won't stand oh. in the way. You guys may have to roll without me on that one, but um, far be it from oh. me to stop the members getting what they want. Yeah, if Glennie, look, if if Glenny is uh if Glenny's there uh, and uh, and feels all right and uh, thinks he can do it, I'm not a uh, not averse to the. Let's lock it in. Done. All right, Fantastic. Then. There you go, fellas. Another game companion for the second half, and uh, tremendous. I wonder if we could try and do. I wonder if we could try and do it live with the. Probably not because that's usually the bandwidth issue, isn't it? Just doing the live, yeah, the live stream audio and shit. Yeah, that's all right. Members, patrons, you're going to have one Saturday night, so uh, look forward to that. Uh, anything else you fellas want to mention before we um, pull the pin on this one? I didn't believe you when you said I was going to fucking fade, but I'm, I'm fading fucking hard. <laughs> right, don't die, Glenny. Everyone wants to hear you uh, celebrate the, the epic Tigers victory over the rabbits. Um, the GoFundMe for Glenny's funeral will be up. <laughs> It's kind of a thing to make a joke about, but hey, whatever. Let's go. If we if we get another fifty patrons before Glennie dies, I'll I will live live stream his wife choking me. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> she took a turn. Can you imagine? Like we get, just, we get when you realise I faked my death just to get the GoFundMe money, and then I, I walk in and go, "Hey, no, I'm back." Oh wait, Nathan, what are you doing here? Yeah. What's that uh, marker in uh, your neck? Can you imagine though? We raise five grand, yeah. which, which would be enough for the fucking loser from Counting Crows to fly himself out here <laughs> for an appearance because he's so oh. fucking desperate for any sort of human interaction these days. Oh my god! And he thinks he's Can't like going. Think. Think he's going to the funeral of like his biggest fan, and there's going to be nothing but Canning Crows t-shirts in the audience. And this gets there, and he's just mercilessly mocked by fucking hundreds of people for twenty minutes. Oh, that'll be worth it. 
But I reckon for that kind of money, we could get him to sing like you know, Mister Jones, except you know, like yeah, swap out Jones for Glenn or something like that. No, you know, it'd, it'd have to, it'd have to be like COVID in Glenny <laughs> blocked his fucking airways. <laughs> oh, he fuck. stared at the television, saw Luke Brooks <laughs> running ninety meters, <laughs> then running back. <laughs> He burst an artery. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh. See? That's the sort of entertainment you get on the free show. Imagine <laughs> if you went to patreon.com forward slash filmation. Imagine the, 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 the treasure that lies within. And uh, Find out <laughs> which by signing up and paying us money. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's it. So uh, we'll be recording again on Wednesday, and I'll uh, talk to you fellas then. Don't die, Glenny. Oh, well, I'll Don't try not Glennie. to. Feel better, Glenny. Okay. See ya. See ya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.